Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Two and a Half Athletes Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm running in tonight with Sonny and one of our recurring guests, Hunter. Hunter, it might be a little late for you. You're yawning on the pot already. Yeah. Anything after 10 is way past my bedtime. <laughs> Sonny, how are you doing, though? I haven't talked to you in a while. How's how's Arizona treating you? It's good, man. Everything's starting to heat up, though. So, I mean, everybody's starting to get in a bad mood. A lot of pool days, though, but we're looking at average 88 to like 92 right now. It is wild that like moods change based on extremes of weather. People just like it not too hot, not too cold, just right. I agree. But yeah, so besides that, man, everything's good. But shoo, yeah, it's starting to get real hot. Pool days, though. Have you been out golfing yet? Um, I went last week uh, to a new place, um, Orange Tree. I was on my way to the gym. He texted me. He was like, yo, my foursome, just one of my people, my foursome to drop. We need one more. You want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. Never played this place. Pull up to it. He's like, all right, yeah, this is our fourth. $195. I had no idea this was the, I thought we were going to play some like $30, $40 course. And I wasn't prepared to golf that day. So yeah, it didn't go too well. Is that what they typically cost? Like 30, 40 bucks out there for 18? The more chill courses. Yeah. I mean, they're still nice, but it's not nothing crazy. I was going to say there's, there's so many courses out there and they're so well maintained that they're, they're probably still better than most of the public courses out here. But it's just, I mean, it sucks because all the courses out here, there's not, too many public ones they're all like if you go on a saturday it's like 80 85 bucks and it's like you're you're seven eight minutes apart from tea time so you're just packed too right how'd you shoot them sonny Just 112 that would be my guess that was actually 108 it was a bad day on my way to the gym i literally left the gym to go play had my clothes on me but yeah in the summer i will tell you this in the summer all courses are about 65 percent off from what the normal winter rates are. So that's what I'm waiting for. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hot as hell, but just bring some water and some ice packs or something and hang in there. But we'll have to do a, another little tournament when you come back to the East Coast here. We had us three and Dave. We had a 2v2, two, two two, and we just kind of did like a round robin. We got up three times last year, or maybe even the year before. I forget when it was now, but I believe I was, I was undefeated. undefeated. Oh, you were too? Nice. What? You were? No, you were not. <laughs> I was undefeated. Sunday won one time because I carried it. I'm not even good. We had Hunter won one, I believe. One of the only things I remember is the part three where Sonny hit his ball. <laughs> it was him and Dave were just, just barking at each other back and forth the entire day. And then Sonny's like, all right, bet, watch this. Hit this ball within three feet and then misses the putt. Oh, shit. That's where the Seattle Kraken was born. That's right. That's where, that's where the Kraken started. We did mention the Kraken on the podcast before. To get us started here, I want to talk about something that is it hits home to me, and it's probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time, The Office. And I know you two both like The Office. It's it's well known, it's well liked by really anybody who's given a chance on Peacock right now. And I kind of just discovered this a couple of weeks ago. On Peacock, there is The Office. It's called The Office Superfan episodes, and there is about 60, 70 episodes from seasons one through four. 
and each episode has like seven or eight minutes of additional content. So like deleted scenes or like stuff that wasn't put in the original episodes, it's all in these super fan episodes. And I've been watching them going to bed. Like I started because I put it on by accident, watched by accident or by um, circumstance. And I was watching the dinner party episode and there was a bunch of stuff that I just didn't recognize. And I was like, wait, why is this episode so long? And I don't remember Dwight calling Pam a whore and all this stuff. And I, I was like, what the hell? So I started reading about it and, it was part of these super fan episodes. So I want to kick off the pod with some um, some office trivia here to stay course. So I actually, I got some from Rick as well. So this we're going to go with the first one here. A foreign exchange student lived with Michael when he was growing up. What item of Michael's did the foreign exchange student take when he went back to Yugoslavia? Shit. I mean, no way. Like his underwear. Or what? Damn, I know. As a child, I don't know. I probably it's probably something stupid. I don't know. I'm gonna say like baseball cards. No, it was just blue jeans. Damn, I was pretty close. <laughs> You're close with the underwear, yeah. I got a few more here. I'm gonna grab them all. Who did Kevin get for his secret Santa? Did he get himself? Yeah, he got himself. Yeah. <laughs> and he never said anything. He said it would be more fun. Back to the dinner party episode. Dwight brought who to Michael and Jan's dinner party? Is is babysitter right yeah his babysitter and she was like <laughs> she was like 75 years old damn i'm like a super fan i didn't even yeah you should watch these episodes it's because it's all they play on every station right now is yeah they just run reruns which of angela's cats did dwight kill <laughs> he put it in the freezer yep <laughs> patches or something like that no not patches sprinkles, sprinkles. sprinkles yeah sprinkles is correct <laughs> <laughs> and I got another one here, and I, th- I think this one's just kind of weird. Jim bought Pam's engagement ring after how long of dating? One week. Yep, one week is correct. So, and I was just thinking, if if the relationship doesn't work out and he starts dating somebody else, and she kind of just, like, snoops through his shit, like, on the first week, like, maybe, like, looking for deodorant or, like, something like that, she sees an engagement ring, and he explains it to her, I'd be like, all right, buddy, I'm out of here. You're fucking weirdo. One week is way too soon. When you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that. I guess it is. Yeah, but, uh, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm probably gonna just keep on ending my nights here, just running through these super fan episodes. I watched the dinner party one last night, and yeah, Dwight. Like I said, the plasma TV is great. There was like an additional bicker scene between Jan and Michael about that TV. Uh, Pam was wearing open toe sandals and Dwight said, I don't, or no, not Pam, Angela. Angela was wearing open toe sandals and Dwight said, I don't remember you were a whore. <laughs> so that's what like, that's what got me thinking about the, the super fan episodes. But yeah, there, there, there's some one liners in there that are pretty good worth watching. Let's get right into our, um, our favorite segments here. The fraud in the crown list. All right, I'm going to start with you. Who's on your, your fraud list this week? All right. This one is very recent as of tonight, but also one that's been stewing with me. So I just watched the Nuggets play tonight, and we watched Austin Rivers get ejected for a phantom elbow, essentially. Coach Malone talking to him during the game, asking him, he's like, dude, there was no contact at all. And his quote from Tony Brothers was, it was a malicious act and that there didn't need to be contact. So Tony Brothers is for sure my fraud tonight. He has ejected Jokic five or six times in his career. I swear he's got it out for Jokic and the Nuggets team. Every game that I watch with Brothers as the head ref for the Nuggets is a complete fucking shit show from start to finish. They almost blew a 30-point lead. That wasn't all on him. 
but just watching the flow of the game and how he was dictating everything. He had that ejection call, and he was the only one of the referees to go and review it. That feels so shady to me. I feel like the league should actually look into that. If you go on Reddit or Twitter, Nuggets side of things, they are all losing it as well. So that'll be my fraud today. Very, very recent. Yeah, it was bad. And I was texting you. We were both watching that game live. Rivers got his first tee. Uh, him and Lance Stevenson got into a little bit. And for the Pacers, I kind of like the role that Stevenson plays off the bench. He's just kind of this bully and gets under people's skin and gets people like Rivers and playoff contending teams thrown out of the game. So Pacers have nothing to lose. Stevenson's doing his job in that aspect. He probably wouldn't be on the team if they were an actual contender just because his production isn't that good and his value to the team is just, like I said, get under people's skin. But they were kind of just going at it all night, and they actually played two months ago, and it was the same thing. Like, these two both like to just talk, and they both represent the team in terms of, like, trash talk and get under people's skin on other teams, and they went at it two months ago. So tonight, they both got teed up, and then probably 30 seconds later, Rivers gets the ball, and Sonny, I just sent you this clip. Rivers gets the ball at the top of the key. He fakes an elbow, doesn't throw it, fakes an elbow. Stevenson kind of jerks his head a little bit, and then Brothers blows the whistle and tosses Rivers out. I, I've never seen anybody get ejected for something that didn't happen. He said, no, it was – or uh, Tony Brothers said, no, it was – like you said, it was malicious, and it, there didn't need to be contact. So it's insane. It's insane. Malicious. Yeah, I, I saw the clip earlier today before you had sent it just now, Tony, but, I mean, my – my point with the NBA always is going to stand. It's just, it's just become so much acting. Like I got these people need to just go out and hoop. And that's all I want to say about it. I just think they need to just go out there. And- I agree. And I also think the officiating determines the style of game that's played, but more times than not, you see a guy driving to the lane and two steps and he just throws his head back looking for the foul. And it's just, exactly. it's not a, it's not a good form of basketball that I enjoy watching. And it's, I don't know, it kind of caters to guys who I hate the most like, like Harden and guys that are just like out there looking for the fouls. But I mean, that's kind of what basketball has become. So it is what it is at this point. That one there though, wasn't even acting because they reviewed it. That's what's crazy about it is that they went to the monitor and reviewed it and still were like, Oh, yep. Get this, get this psychopath out of here. Like, dude, you didn't even touch him. So I like Lance. I like Lance Stevenson. I like his game. I would love him on the nuggets. I actually don't mind watching him like on the other side of things. I hate when we play him because he's such a pest. But he's one of the few guys that I put in that category that I actually would enjoy watching play. Like, I don't like watching Trey Young or Beverly. Like, they're not fun to me. They're a little bit too annoying. But Lance Stevenson, something about him makes me laugh. Yeah, and Stevenson was actually on the Nuggets G League team. And when they were, like, been by the injury bug earlier this season, I thought they were going to call him up. But then they ended up signing Boogie, and then they traded for Forbes, and things kind of worked out from there. So I was I was interested to see if he would get called up, but yeah, he's on the Pacers for the rest of the year now. Sonny, let's go to you. Who's on your, your fraud list? My fraud list is going to be spring training baseball beer prices. I went recently went to Diamondbacks, or I'm sorry, it was actually the Rockies Stadium. I went to the Rockies versus the Dodgers. And yeah, I was it was going there. Tickets are cheap. I don't know. I paid like, 12 bucks off the website or something for some lawn seats nothing crazy that's that was reasonable to me and i was expecting you know still stadium prices but spring training something be a little bit cheaper for everybody listening i'm i quit beer for lent that's what i gave up so i'm drinking pretty heavily now um with no beer but i i was gonna say i I was going to go get a tall boy and all they had were um trulies and white claws 
And um, I go to get a tall boy white cloth thinking it would just be something reasonable, you know, 11, 12 bucks comes out to $21 before tip. So my fraud of the week is concession stands at a spring training game that cost $12. And those aren't even the full like 25 ounces. Those, they kind of jip you. Those are like the 14 or 15, right? Yeah, it was absolutely mind blowing that the prices were still that high. I mean, I guess just concessions all over for a major sports event is that big, (laughs) but spring training, they need to fix that. Couple qualms with the uh, the size of the beers at the baseball games. One, you, like you said, they're expensive. Two, I like how they make it twenty five. Like they kind of like, oh, it's not, it's not a twelve ounce, it's not twenty four. Here's a little treat. Here's twenty five. But those things are so goddamn big, they get warm by the time I finish them. And if I drink two of those in a couple innings, I gotta piss every like 10, 20 minutes as it is. Then, well, that's my point too. The game I went to, it was ninety one degrees out. And, you know, I don't want to chug this white claw to go pay another $21. So I'm chilling with it. And 20 minutes in, it not even 20 minutes. That's way too long. I would say maybe five minutes in this can is heating up. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. So then you got to, especially when it's that hot then. So you got to get a water, go to the side of it. And then you probably a hot dog and and in four or five too. You're like $55 deep in this baseball game just on concessions. And then I can see your dumbass getting drunk and a foam finger walking out of there too. So I'm like, no, I actually held myself really well that day. I said, I'm not paying more. I'm not paying for another one of these. So <laughs> I actually, I left them seventh. That also explains his Snapchats of chucking Grey Goose bottles poolside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm giving up beer for Len. I'm only drinking hard tonics and, and vodkas. <laughs> yeah, well, well. It well, it, it, I wouldn't say making it easier, but it, it was for a damn. It's weird because I gave it up for personal and health reasons, but I guess it, yeah, it doesn't really make sense when I'm <laughs> for breakfast instead of a cold beer. Dude, him giving up beer for Lent is like a detriment to his health. I'm nervous he's not gonna make it all 40 days. He's just gonna be housing hard liquors now. That's way worse, dude. Speaking of that, Rick also just texted me, and he also wanted to know our. <laughs> Our favorite brunch cocktail. And Hunter, I know you're not a huge brunch cocktail guy. Uh, we did get brunch at this place on like North Broad or something on Sunday. And I believe you just got a nice little cold glass of water and I got a beer. Sonny, what would your be your brunch cocktail of choice? Um, my brunch cocktail of choice is what I get every weekend when I go to Montauk. And that would be a spark plug, which is a cold brew ice cube some Baileys, and a lot of vodka. And uh, as they pour it in, the ice melts, cold brew comes out. Phenomenal way to start the day. I love that. I love that. Actually, the last two times I did get a brunch cocktail that wasn't beer, I've gotten a espresso martini on the rocks, which kind of become my go-to, but it sucks because it's like 14, 15 bucks. But anyway, Hunter, Hunter, what would yours be? I try to like bloodies. Bloody Marys really badly, but they're yeah. disgusting. So I just gag them down, typically drink like two thirds of it. And then it's just too liquidy and watered down. So I don't really care for mimosas too much. They're too sweet for me, but bloodies are disgusting. And I've, I probably tried for the last, since 2018, I've been trying to like these things. I just can't really do it. Yeah. I'm with you on mimosas. I'm just not a big fan of the, the headache buzz and then and fading away 20 minutes later and getting super tired, but bloodies. I'm with you, kind of. I don't love them, but they make me feel good. But I'm kind of over the fact of you telling me you hate them and then ordering them and then drinking it and telling me you still hate it. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know when that's going to fade, but 
<laughs> I'm going to go into my... What's on what you have? No, no, I was going to say I cannot stand them. The, the smell of them, the immediate taste I get if when I try one, it's automatic vomit. It's just a no-go for me. I, and it might be the placebo effect to me that makes me think that they make me feel better, but I don't know. Maybe it's just something with the tomato juice that's in my head, but... I don't know. They're not great, but I'm going to go to my fraud. Uh, my fraud list is millennials and TikTok trends. So my fiance is a big TikToker. No matter what time of the day it is, I could hear her just swiping up and down and having those seven, eight minute, eight second videos just repeat. And she made one for my dog and she thinks she's going to go viral. She has a couple, couple hundred views on some of them, but she hasn't really cracked gold yet. But the new trend now is going to Trader Joe's with like your significant other on date night. And picking out the meal for the night, doing rock, paper, scissors. So you do, you do five rounds of rock, paper, scissors. You do an appetizer, no, four rounds, an appetizer, a meal, a dessert, and a drink. And then whoever wins the rock, paper, scissors round just goes around Trader Joe's and picks the item that they want for that category. So we actually, we went grocery shopping yesterday and we did this. She was begging me to do this since last weekend. We did it last night. And I won three of four uh, rock, paper, scissors. As you guys know, I'm a rock, paper, scissors guru. She won the first round and then she was way too predictable in the next three. So she went with, well, she won the first round with rock. And then the next three rounds, she thought she would just run with rock again. So I just covered it with paper and I won the next three rounds. But it's just frustrating because I'm not sure where everything is in Trader Joe's. And the two things I wanted, I won, uh, she won appetizer. She's running up and down the store. I'm following her with this car. We're bumping into people. And it it ended up being like this whole ordeal ended up being like a 45 minute shopping trip just for the one night of dinner. So it ended up being good. I mean, the meals that we got were very random, ended up being all frozen foods. And now I'm sitting here eating the leftover coconut macaroons, which I told myself I don't want to be buying sweets during this week as I'm trying to go on a diet, but <laughs> yeah, millennials and TikTok trends are going to be taking over this world. And speaking of, speaking of TikTok, um, I catch myself on there every once in a while. And I was going through the other day, actually, I think it's every time I've been on there, shout out to our, to one of our founders of the podcast, Ricky Regner. He, uh, he actually is a TikToker himself. And I come across his videos every time I pop on there. So <laughs> and he just does a bunch of he's, he's almost a, a restaurant um me and my significant other went here today this is how the food turned out type of guy but yeah i, I never knew rick was on there because he would never tell us but i found you rick <laughs> and i was i did see um his lady has one as well and she does like starbucks reviews so i was busting her chops when i saw her on saturday about that she does like these starbucks hacks and like gets like Caramel ice macchiato with whipped cream and says something. I don't know. Just I'm just making up a but yeah, let's bust our chops about it. But yeah, I can, I mean I can see Rick going viral for something dumb. I just don't know what it is. He's got to really put those videos that he's so Rick lives up on I want to say like 35th, 36th floor. He's got to put the videos up of the squeegee boys going up there, banging on the windows as he's working. Those would go viral. Start messing around with them for real. <laughs> let's uh flip the script here, go over to crown. Hunter, we'll go back to you for your your who's wearing the crown. All right. So I got for my crown, it's going to be college baseball highlights. I'm not going to watch the whole game because uh, that would be kind of crazy, like watching three hours or whatever it is of a college baseball team that I have no rooting interest for. But the highlights are fucking awesome. 
I think last week and this this week alone, there was a walk-off stolen base. So he stole home to walk the game off bottom ninth. Then there were beer showers on home runs. I forget what university. I think it's Mississippi State maybe. Every time somebody hits a home run, all the kids in the stands just throw beer showers all over the place. It's a sick scene. And then there was a kid for Yale who went four for four, four home runs, two grand slams, 11 RBIs. Like that only happens in college. And I love seeing those stat lines. They're beating up on, you know, these kids who are still good athletes, good players, but, you know, an 88 mile an hour fastball right down the middle. And these guys are just smashing it with these metal bats all over the place. I think they're fun to watch and they bring a lot more energy, a lot more energy. And that's more fun to watch too. They, you know, they've got their own styles, a little bit more swag, all of that. So college baseball to me is much more fun to watch, but I'm not going to watch a full baseball game no matter what level. Wait, how many home runs did you say the kid from Yale had? It was like four for four with four home runs, two grand slams. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I did see you mentioned the kid that stole like a walk-off stolen base. Yeah. That was um that was Texas Tech, actually. His very next game, he had a walk-off grand slam. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yeah. But I know I agree. College baseball highlights are are definitely up there in terms of the entertainment factor. And I mean, it just puts MLB to shame. Like MLB doesn't allow you to post the highlights. Like I don't follow, I mean, I follow MLB account, but just my algorithm, I guess, doesn't really pop up on my feed. But like if, if a college game is trending and the excitement factor of like a grand slam or like the beer shower like that, it's going to come up from like six or seven different social media accounts. So it's definitely more visible in terms of like the average baseball fans, social media. So I, I do enjoy watching it as well. Sonny, who's your um, – what do you got? Yeah, I was just going to mention um, I saw the other day the uh, the Ben Joyce kid from Tennessee making his debut, throwing over – do you know what he what he threw the other day? I, yeah, he's throwing like 103, 104. How old is he? I don't know. He throws hard as shit, though. That's crazy. Is he a righty or a lefty? He was a righty. But um, – Yeah, so – yeah, phenomenal. That's another stat that I saw the other day. Just was pretty mind blowing. Uh, but for my my crown of the week uh, this week, I'm just gonna have to go with the New York Rangers as a whole. But more specifically, uh, Andrew Cop, who we took before the deadline. Again, I think that we've won the de- we won the deadline um, at least for the East. We did very well with who we picked up. But Andrew Cop has been a huge plus for us. He's played through four games so far and has six points. And then those six points is five assists and one goal. So he's just been an absolute monster since joining. So uh, four games, six points. We're firing right now. And we finally were on a four-game win streak and just finally moved ahead against the Penn in the Metropolitan Division. So that's huge. You're jinxing the hell out of this kid. If four games in, you're talking about how great he's been? Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> Dude, he's tough and we we couldn't pass the penguins all year so we finally just moved up again um above them behind the hurricane now who are absolutely dirty it's looking good towards the end of the uh, rest of the season so do you got an update on what's happening with like the coyote stadium shit i remember you telling me like they want a new stadium but they weren't going to build it and uh, there was like something that I'm getting confused about, but I remember it was about the Coyotes. No, the, so yeah. So the stadium has been approved, but progress on building is like three to four years. I believe somebody may correct me, but I think it is three to four years. I don't see how a stadium could be built in less. They're moving downtown to Tempe, Arizona, which if anybody doesn't know, that's ASU campus. So it's huge populated area. 
Um, so good for them. That will bring in a lot of people that are playing out in um, Glendale now. So uh, it's a little further. They're letting them finish the season now where they are. And then next year, they'll be going to ASU's hockey team uh, stadium where it holds 5,000 people. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they're going to last the next couple of years while the stadium's being built in a stadium that small. So we'll see. Playoff games. I mean, I know they're not very good right now, but playoff games in that 5,000 seat stadium would be absolutely electric. Well, I, I think that they're they're doing this because they know they won't make the playoffs in the next five years. So I think that's another reason yeah. why. <laughs> um, very, that's very possible. And it's probably it's probably a cheap rent for them for the next five years to just yeah. pay the college campus. Yeah, of course. And I'm I'm already trying to look up season tickets. I'm very curious to see how much they'll be in a stadium with that size. I wonder. I'm curious to see if it will go up or down. Um, they'll probably go down, I assume, especially if they're bad. But the one thing you got to be careful with with season tickets because it is on a college campus owned by the NCAA. I think owned by the NCAA, they cannot serve alcohol. Wait. So you gotta be careful. I don't. I don't know. About they can because so, I went to an ASU college baseball game and uh, I had a couple of those puppies there. I think they can. I think they opened it up. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. So then maybe I'm wrong. I just remember like I remember to go and do where was it? Like Syracuse games when I was younger. They weren't serving alcohol, and even like some other colleges around us. But yeah, that should be fun. Like five thousand seat stadium for sure. But my crownless of the week is my maintenance man at my apartment. So recently in the last 10 days, two weeks or so, our apartment sent out an email and they sent out these like updates like once a day and half the time they're just bullshit. So I don't read them. Happy to read this one. The apartment gym is now open 24 seven. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. So some days if I can't sleep or like get up early, have to work or something like that. And I want to work out and the apartment gym's not open. And I also live in a complex that's newly renovated. So the apartment gym is, it's really everything you need if you want to get a quick workout in. They got the Pelotons, they got the ellipticals, uh, the treadmills, a couple of weight sets. Um, they got a big TV in there you can control if you're in there by yourself. So I went over there the other day at like 6.30, 6.45. Had to go get up early for a meeting. They ended up getting canceled. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go over and, and work out. My maintenance man is in there. He's not clean in the gym. He's in there with Tim's jeans and his like, like worker top on. He's in there on the elliptical. With Tim's on. <laughs> so crown of the week goes out to him for getting his, his workout on when no one's looking. That's all that matters. So I went in there. I went in there, hopped on the treadmill next to him. And he like, he takes his AirPods out. And he's like, oh shit, my bad. Am I bothering you? I'm like, no, you're good, man. Just keep on going. And I did see him. Uh, I ended up seeing him in the hallway. Uh, when was it? Yesterday when I was taking, taking Riley out. And he was like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Same time next week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, see you in there. That's funny. You got to ask him. That should be your next thing. Next time you see him, ask him to get a work quick pump in with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like him wearing his Tim's and his jeans. Wait, I, I actually do, I do have a fun fact. What do you got? I, I do have a fun fact. I'm, I was watching a video of the guy who, um, this is my first year catching him doing this, but us, I'm assuming he's been doing it for a couple. Um, he bets the underdog $100 every game for the whole March Madness. So as you know, in the beginning round, which just, I think he went down, he was like 0-5, 500 in the hole, or it was 0-6. And then he hit on the St. Peter's, was plus 1,500. He then went on to lose like another, I don't know, 10 games in a row. 
or something. Then he hit another St. Peter's bet, and um, he had another underdog. I'm not going to be able to remember it, but more of the story is if you bet $100 every game on the underdog in March Madness this year, you would profit hundred or $1,300. Oh, wow. That's pretty good, yeah. But it is very good, but when you start out 0-5, that kind of hurts your soul. Yeah, that just makes me think, like, yeah, he'd be just all money lines, but it makes me think – Actually, I guess probably not because the money line just have a bigger payout. But in terms of just like a win-loss, if you just went against the spread and just took the the underdog with the points, it probably has a higher win-loss ratio, but not as much money in terms of payout. Money, yeah, 100%. But, um, but another thing, like if you think about who, who won out of the underdogs and the odds, St. Peter's carried. So I, I think for his method to work, you're just going to need a Cinderella like St. Peter's every year, which, you know, there normally is, but I don't know with those odds that he just got blessed up, but you'd need one of those Cinderella's or you're done for. If they were to lose that, that first. Yeah, that's true. There. I don't know how he would have made any money. Yeah. Cause they were like plus 1500 and then plus 650 or something. Yeah. And then I think against Purdue, they were plus 850 as well. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. that all adds up. That, that definitely contributed a lot towards it. We got the Natty, the Final Four this weekend, and the National Championship on Monday. Who's your guys pick to win it all? I want to say Nova, but I actually think it's going to be Kansas. You've been saying that. You said Kansas kind of going under the radar, and for them to do that as a one team is kind of shocking. Yeah, it just felt like they weren't really the team that's being talked about at all, but I think that they're really fucking talented. They obviously are, like, one of the top programs for, you know, ever since I can remember. Good coach. I think that they're going to – I think whoever comes out of that side is who wins it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Kansas first Duke, and I think Duke's gonna end up winning. Ugh, I hope Unfortunately, not. I don't, I don't love Duke. I know I'm with you. I don't love Duke, but I think it all just it's all in the the tea leaves. Coach K's last last season, coach against Bill Self, another Duke first uh, Kansas blue blood. Yeah. I don't know. I also just think Duke is the most talented at this point. And unfortunately, probably the um, maybe Jay Wright might be a better coach than Coach K, but who knows? Time will tell. Sonny, how about you? Who's your, who's your prediction? Yeah, I'm going to go. I, I didn't know, to be honest, that Nova was, or maybe I didn't realize this season that they were that good. Um, I didn't think the tournament was going to be that great of a turnout for them. But um, I'm kind of with Hunter on this one with Kansas and just the way they've been playing. Um, I just see them winning. Also, this could be very biased. Actually, it is. I just don't want Duke to win. And I hope want Coach K to go out without a win. It sounds terrible, but man, I didn't even think they were going to make it to like the lead eight. But also very sad. Whole time, big Providence guy, strictly because of the profitability they bring with money line bets and spread bets the whole season. I really wanted them to be there. So my input kind of is going to be very, very bad here, but I'm going to think it's going to be a uh, Kansas UNC and Kansas winning. Kansas UNC. I know UNC did have Duke's number coach K's last game in Cameron indoor. Sonny, I texted our group with Dave and Rick and I said, UNC's free money tonight. And they were, I think they were plus eight and a half. Dave and I took them on the money line. I just, I just thought there was too much emotion in that game for, the the young freshman at Duke can control the tempo and control the game. And look at what do you know? Kansas came out on top. I think it should be some good games. It's been a good tournament so far. I think the two games are like early in the day, Saturday. So that's pretty easy to watch. And then, like I said, national championship on Monday. So 
You guys got anything else to add here? I think Duke wins by like 20 this week. I just see them blowing them out. I see them blowing it out in a close national championship game. Hopefully they lose. But I could see them beating the brakes off of UNC this week. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take it easy. 